Welcome everyone to The In-Between. I'm your host, Naomi Loud, and today we're talking about progress charts, uh, specifically your progressed moon and sun. And in the uh, forecast, the astrological forecast, we're going to be diving deeper into the planet Mars and what it means for it to go retrograde this week. So most of us know what our natal chart is, or you have an idea if you're not, you know, as well-versed, let's say, and just starting out. A lot of people uh, study their natal chart in order to find a meaning, really, in how they think, how they love, how they act, everything, really, and uh, and a lot more, (laughs) let's be honest. Um... This kind of astrology is uh, called psychological astrology, um, and this is just one sort of lens in in the way that you can study astrology. So, um, predictive astrology is a different way to study a chart. And the way most of the people, most of the time, there's like few, if there's a few ways, but there's a way to study what is called a progressed chart in order to predict major sort of events in your life. And then there's also the transits in general. Uh, progressed is different than transits. Transits uh, um, compare the position of the planets right now to the placements of your natal chart and that also plays a big part on uh how your year is going to be and how like in 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 what in what um part of your life it's going to manifest uh however progress charts i'm still new and learning this but i'm going to talk about the two planets that i'm fairly certain is uh is the main focus anyhow, and it's the moon and sun. So in a progress chart, the sun moves one degree per year. And your moon uh, goes a little bit faster and it moves one degree per month, okay? So um, it's takes a lot longer for the sun to progress into another sign and that's what it basically means it progresses right into uh uh, further degrees and further uh signs and when i talk about degrees i'm talking about the degree of the sign it was when you were born so let's say let's say you're born uh 22 degrees virgo so then it still has that uh seven I'm probably really bad at math, but whatever, how many degrees you have left for it to then move into Libra. Um, so when we talk about the sun's progression into another signs, that usually only happens probably, uh, I'm going to say, three to four times, five times uh, in a lifetime because it takes... 27 years, 28 years for um, 
sorry, I got lost in my math there. It takes about 28 years for it to move into another sign. But it also depends on like, let's say I, I can't remember the calculation, but I remember the final product of when I, I did this where because I was born in sort of a late degree of Leo, I moved, my son progressed into Virgo uh, very early on in my lifetime. I was like 13 or something. And it's really wild to, to progressive charts, Progress charts are like interesting in predicting, but they're also really interesting to then look back because then I'm like, holy moly, <laughs> that year was such a huge year. Uh, I changed. I changed personally. I like, I mean, it doesn't mean that this, this is always what's going to happen, but I went into a real dark place <laughs> when I was 13 and so for to equate that from, you know, fiery Leo to then earthbound Virgo, it was as if I was just, that was just too much for me. And I've been a progressed Virgo sun ever since. Um, I'm only at like 17 degrees at this point. So the one that's, uh, you know, that people pay attention a little bit more, in my opinion, is the moon because this, the moon changes signs every two and a half years in your progress chart. So it takes roughly 28 years for your moon sign to catch up, catch back up to your natal chart moon sign. So let's say your moon sign is in Cancer, then it takes 20, it takes 28 years to then move back to Cancer. Um, Interestingly, this coincides more or less to your Saturn return. So there's two things playing a big part in your uh, evolution as as you're entering the, 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 your 30s is the Saturn return and your progressed moon coming back to your natal placement. Um, and just like me looking back to when my son progressed into Virgo, uh, I can pinpoint almost when my moon progressed back to my natal sign, which is Cancer. That's why I used it as, a, as an example. Um, because it's more of a monumental change because it's almost coming back home in a way, but in a it, it's hard to describe, but it really does explain that sort of turning point in your life. Not every time the moon changes signs is it like a huge monumental change, but I would describe the moon, your progressed moon, as sort of the background music of your life. It sort of sets the, the mood, per se, to the next two and a half years. So, um, and it... it and in a way, I find it really interesting too that, you know, it, your energy sort of wax and wanes and it goes up and down because like, you know, you have two and a half years, uh, let's say in Leo, which is very like buoyant and fiery and out there. Then you move into Virgo, which is a lot more introspective and, uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, introverted. So it moves from introversion to extroversion. Am I saying that right? extroverted to introverted signs two and a half years hopefully this makes sense if you want to look at your progress chart 
um, there is two ways. There's two websites. Um, I recommend astro-seek.com. Um, that's where I've learned most of a lot of my shit. Well, I mean, when I started. Uh, but a lot of people also use astro.com. But astro.com doesn't give you any sort of uh, definitions, I find. So you're a little bit more on your own versus astro-seek. Um, always gives you uh, descriptions of, well, especially when you're looking at your natal chart, not your progress, but uh, it's a way to start there. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so a good uh, exercise is to look back and be like, okay, so when, what sign am I in now? When was it last in a different sign? Can I pinpoint something that changed? And And then also, uh, see when your moon sign is going to change, you know, and this has nothing to do with your natal chart. You're always going to be natally a moon sign, but the Paresh chart is really sort of a more of a predictive tool and a way to figure out your current moods, um, which is always very interesting. Okay. Um, that being said, I also wanted to discuss Neptune and Pisces a little bit because this is what the planet Neptune is currently in this sign. It's been in this sign for a while now, 2011, I think. And so it's uh, more or less like a generational sign. But I was talking about privacy to someone the other day and it really struck me as a very Neptunian Pisces thing that... Because we were talking about personal life versus uh, public life on social media and how um, at this point in time, especially our generation, like millennials and especially Gen Zs, uh, especially Gen Zers, uh, who have been a lot more affected by Neptune and Pisces, I find, because they were brought up in that energy almost, um, where there's almost no boundary between public and private and if that isn't a freaking Neptune and Pisces thing because Pisces is boundless there's no boundaries to Pisces it's all encompassing all enveloping um so there's been a dissolution 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 which is a Neptune thing of boundaries when it comes to private and public and the girl I was talking to is a Gen Zer, and we were talking about how our parents have no idea have never you know really experienced that and they don't know how it feels to be in this sort of Neptunian world of not really having privacy and we're at the we're we're getting at the end of this transit. Um, in a few years, it's going to go into Aries, and um, as much as you know, the good side of Neptune in Pisces was well, I find was the rise of alternative spirituality or sp the rise of spirituality just in general. Um, we can't you know, deny this weird dissolution, dissolution, it's like I can't pronounce this word, um, of, of boundaries. And Aries is 
all about boundaries, you know? Um, just like we're in the year of the emperor, and I'm going to touch on that further on another podcast, but the, the card of the year this year is the emperor, and the emperor is associated to Aries, and it has to do with building strong foundations. So this was just a little digression to sort of plant the seed in saying, what the hell is going to happen when Neptune goes into Aries uh, when it comes to boundaries, especially boundaries when it comes to public and private life and the internet, because that's sort of where we live now, more or less, and especially because we're entering the age of Aquarius almost pretty much in 2021, uh, with Saturn moving into Aquarius, uh, Jupiter moving into Aquarius, and uh, eventually Pluto moving into Aquarius. Um, I've been, and this is going to be another podcast, but uh, talk. speaking of Pluto and Aquarius, I've been looking into the past and when it was last in Aquarius, and there's a lot the the main thing that I've been finding is that there there's been rebellions um you know uh revolutions so I don't think we're out of the woods yet we're just starting Capricorn the Capricorn energy that's happening this year is really setting the tone in what's about to happen when when we move into this much more airy Aquarius vibes um, and, uh, also Neptune in Aries was, the last time Neptune was in Aries, it was the civil war in America. So I'm not saying there's going to be a civil war gonna, uh, that's going to co- uh, come out of this, but these are the energies on our, that's about to sort of, you know, show up. Not now, definitely not now, but in a few years. So it's just things to keep in mind. Um, yeah, so let's jump into the astrological forecast for this week. All right, so I hope you had a very good (laughs) Piscean full moon of last week. It was definitely on my mind. Uh, I definitely tapped into the, you know, soft, sensitive side of Pisces, but that's, that wasn't uh, everyone's feels. (laughs) Let's be honest. Let's be real here. Um, but uh, this week, so the week of the 6th to the 12th, there's not a lot that is happening, as in there's not a lot of movements and transits and aspects. However, there's two major things. So I'm just going to focus on those two things. I don't know why I'm being so <laughs> aloof about what these things are. Mars... So let's be direct and talk about Mars here. Uh, Mars is the main player here. So 
let's talk about Mars just in general a little bit. Mars is our, and I think I've talked about this already, but Mars is our drive. It's our assertiveness. It's how we fight, we fuck, we do all of those sort of direct action, <laughs> uh, extroverted forces, you know? Um, and it's also how we deal with our anger and all that sort of uncomfortable, quote-unquote uncomfortable, fiery emotions. Um, what's interesting, Mars is definitely a planet to look to and focus on this year because it's doing this very rare transit where it went into the sign of Aries, which is its home sign, um, on June 28th. And because of this upcoming retrograde that will start on the 9th of September, so this week, it will actually stay in the sign of Aries until, up until, so it's going to, it's going to be retrograde till the, till November 14th, and then stay in the sign of Aries and move direct into the sign of Taurus in January. So for the rest of 2020, Mars and Aries is doing a whole dance, okay? So what this means also is we just had two, in a way, <laughs> pretty tense aspects with Mars having to... Uh, Mars squared Pluto at the beginning of, I think it was in, was it in August? Yeah, it was early August. And then went in into a, you know, further degrees into Aries and then squared Saturn because both Pluto and Saturn are in Capricorn. So it squares the Aries, the Mars and Aries. So what's going to happen now in, in the fall is... It's going to go back to those degrees and back to squaring Saturn and back to squaring Pluto. And so this dance of squaring both of these very active planets for 2020, Saturn and Pluto, um, it's not a coincidence, but it also doesn't bring... It's not going to be, like, let's say the best of times, okay? So let's be real. I don't want to, like, put fear in anyone, but this fall... The month of August was pretty chill compared to everything else that was going on. But we can't deny um, that the last half of 2020 will be as hard or a little bit harder than the beginning. And that's okay. We're going to deal with it, right? We're going to deal with it. So... What does this Mars retrograde means really is that it's going to first go back to the degrees that it did and go back to what it did with the squares and be like, did you, did you, do you want to talk about this tension or, you know what I mean? But also it, it, um, it will allow you to experience this energy of the Mars, the more direct Mars energy in a very 
introverted way. And uh, to me, all that, all that sort of screams repressed anger. And also, it might also just mean that you're going to uh, be able to experience this anger in a different way. Like, how, how in, is there different ways that you can express your anger? Because people talk about anger as if it's this very toxic, um, unnecessary uh, emotion. But it's actually very, very deeply healing to express that anger in a constructive and and healthy way, right? I am very uh, not comfortable, but I'm very uh, aware of this. Let's say because I've repressed my anger most of my life, and it it you know it manifested in weird ass ways when I was a kid. You know, like that's why I used to trigger warning, I used to cut myself because that was a repressed anger issue. There was a lot of self-harm because of this anger that wasn't properly channeled, right? Um, So these squares between Pluto and Saturn for the rest of the fall is going to, you know, Mars and Aries direct usually is like, let's get shit done. The energy is moving forward. We're doing it. But these squares and the the retrograde motion is really going to slow down this process. And it's definitely not going to be like easy in a way. But if you're aware of this energy, and this is why we talk about astrology in this way, where if you're aware of this energy, at least you can, when you find yourself being sort of overwhelmed with things not going as fast as you would want it to, you can remind yourself, okay, all right, we're in this transit right now. No one is supposed to be going as fast as they want. No one is, you know, driving, you know, 100 miles an hour. It's That's not what it is. We're sort of just galloping, you know, just trotting, let's say on your horse and not galloping um and this in itself sort of lends its hand to the Capricorn energy that's happening uh of all all of 2020 this very slow and steady and sort of you know annoying but you know, needs to be done type of energy. And that's going to happen until the very end of 2020. We're not out of the woods yet. Um, That being said, um, Jupiter is stationing direct at the end of the week on the 12th. And usually this is a good thing. I mean, it is a good thing. But because, you know, Jupiter is the planet of, you know, buoyant and, 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 uh, joyful energy and, uh, you know, ecstatic and very hopeful and all of that. But, um, it's the expansive energy, right? However, 
I have this feeling that with Mars retrograde and then Jupiter stationing direct, there's ultimately most likely, I don't know, I just have a feeling that there's probably going to be some type of second wave of the virus uh, coming back up because Jupiter expands. You know, Jupiter sort of, uh, there's, like, how can I, like, I'm picturing this sort of, you know, okay, (laughs) this is, like, a weird little vision, but, like, I don't know if you've ever seen videos of, uh, of, uh, dandelions when they're like in that like fluffy phase and it's like a field of it and you set fire to that and how fast it just catches fire and just like that's sort of the feeling I'm getting from Jupiter direct uh, matched with this Mars retrograde so um plus the schools are reopening so I don't want to be doom and gloom (laughs) like I really don't but I there's there's a reality that we need to sort of face here and um it's going to be a ride uh but you know just remember to stay mindful and and aware of of these energies working with you and against you but never for the the it's always for the greater good in a in one way or another this is Allowing us to evolve in such a way that is very uncomfortable, but needed, you know? Um, And another interesting point here, and this I wanted to do another podcast about, is November 14th. So Mars is stationing direct November 14th, and that's a day after the first Friday the 13th we're we're having since this pandemic happened so friday the 13th uh march 13th was the beginning of the end like that's sort of when everything sort of shut down and it was a friday the 13th and i really want to talk about that and i looked it up the other day because i was like oh i wonder when's the next friday the 13th and it's not only a day before Mars stations direct, but it's a week after the elections, the U.S. elections, and I don't know. I there's no real prediction here, but I just find it very interesting that this is all sort of culminating, and and also not to <laughs> not to put salt in the wounds here, but we're also moving into uh, when we hit Scorpio season. There will be a Mercury retrograde in Scorpio mixed into all of this so there's definitely going to be some uncomfortable feelings coming up so yeah um I feel the need to pull a card for us because I don't really want to leave on this note um so I pulled out three cards and my question was more, it, it's not necessarily for this week. Uh, this forecast was sort of, uh, this is what's happening this week, but also this is what's happening this fall because it's sort of all related. The first card that came out is the sun. And the sun, I've been reading this card a little bit differently lately because I find that it's very 
on the nose. But um, so I pulled this card asking what's the overall feeling of this fall. And for the sun to come out, for me, it means that everything will be illuminated. As in everything under the shadows will be, will come to light. So once again, this is not a, a comfortable feeling, but a very necessary transformation. Uh, it's definitely uncomfortable. <laughs> so this is the word of the podcast. It's not comfortable. Uh, but yeah, uh, when things that are illuminated, uh, you know, when the sun hits these sort of dark spots in our psyche, in our society, anywhere, it's not, um, it's usually not the good that comes out is what I mean. Okay. So this, that being said, um, and, uh, but then it paired with the queen of cups. So the queen of cups has a lot to do with your inner world of emotions and, and, uh, and intuition. So, as much as Mars going retrograde will put a damper to the steadiness and sort of drive that some of us have been feeling with this Mars in Aries, especially people who have Mars natally in Aries, like me, like I've just been feeling on fire, there's definitely going to be a our intuition will will almost be heightened uh, this fall because there's not going to be a lot of outwards indication of if what we're doing is right or wrong. I don't know if this makes sense or not, but there's going to be a sense of really trusting your intuition that you are taking the step forward. And the sun also means that too, right? It's like Maybe you feel like you're in total darkness, but the sun will light your next step and then your next step and you're going to be, we're going to be okay. But in the meantime, we really have to be mindful in how we direct our energy and our anger and how we, we, we manifest it in our own lives. And uh, just remember that there are most likely going to be a lot of projection happening, especially with people that are a little less self-aware you know uh so just keep that in mind and uh just remember that we're all human (laughs) all right so i'll see you next week and um yeah i always forget to do the announcement announcement at the beginning but uh my website is naomiloud.com if you want to check out your horoscopes Uh, For the month of September, they're up. They're also on Instagram, like I said uh, last week. And since Mars is such a key player right now, I also think I wanted to uh, make a post or do some type of little horoscope for each sign. Like what the themes are going to be for every sign because it's going to be different in what houses it falls into, you know, because... Um, that definitely will help you be like, okay, where is this manifesting in my life, you know? So keep an eye out on that uh, on Instagram, naomi.loud. 
And uh, if you've enjoyed the show, you know the drill. Uh, please subscribe or rate or review or share the love and the word. <laughs> All right, see you next time. <laughs>